0: Hello podcast listeners, this is Living With A Genius and I'm your host Omar Crook I just finished interviewing a very good friend of mine named Rob Eistad He is the head of choral studies at Cal State Fullerton He'll soon be taking over the Pacific Chorale And he's currently the head of the Long Beach Camarada Singers He's a dear friend of mine, I've known him for about 18 years We went to Cal State Fullerton together And I'll have to admit, this episode was really just for me. I haven't seen him in a while. We don't live close to each other anymore. And um, when we were college roommates, housemates, I should say, he told the best stories. He's from Chicago. He used to have a, a pretty thick accent, which I just adored. He said words like pop instead of soda. And he had the funniest goddamn stories I've ever heard in my life. And I haven't seen him in a couple years, so when I got the chance to interview him, I have to tell you, I wanted to hear some stories. So you may enjoy it, you may not. That's okay. Like I said, it's really for me, but I really do hope you get a chuckle out of it. Thanks a lot for listening. I am from Rock, Rockford, Illinois. What was that like growing up? Were you the popular kid in the in high school? Do
1: you know it? I worked really hard to be the most popular kid in high school. Really? Well, I mean, I was like this. I'm gonna be totally honest. I mean, everybody knows I was this closeted, like lanky kid who was terrible at catching and throwing. (laughs) But I thought, (laughs) not anymore. There's gotta be, (laughs) there's gotta be like a way to be. There's gotta be a way to, to like work the system and to be the most popular kid in school. So what'd you do? Well, the goal was. See, there was always a goal, and it was homecoming king. Like if I could be elected homecoming king and class president, all your problems would be solved. Well, I just had. That was a goal.
0: And I, I did both, <laughs> and I dated the head cheerleader too. Oh my god! Yeah, were you and were you singing at that point? I don't remember. Mostly playing the piano. Oh, I see, I see. But you have some good singing stories.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, once once I started singing, yeah. yeah. You know, one of my
0: favorites <laughs> is the. Uh, Oh well, the, the national the, uh, anthem. Oh gosh! Oh boy, I love that. Can you tell me that story? I want to hear that. No, are oh, you serious? On. Yeah, I'm totally serious. <laughs> it's the best story of all time. It's one of them. I'll get to the other. One <laughs> so I, um,
1: <laughs> so I, I, I won this national anthem contest. Uh, yeah. And uh, when was that?
0: Were you in high school? You must have been in high school. I
1: must have been either in high school or it must have been like, like the first year of college. Because it was a it was a competition outside of my
0: town. Because the thing I remember most about the story is the well, <laughs> is, the, I know. is the, the sweater part. Well so yeah, it had yeah, to be yeah. the nineties, right? Like the early nineties? Remember that
1: um, Northern Illinois is about ten years okay, behind. Okay, yeah, right, right, right. So, so you're dealing with, you know, you have to go back in time <laughs> right. with fashion. Okay. So, <laughs> this is not like the Choir Chat podcast. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. So, uh, I'll tell the story. Yeah, fine. Good, good, so, good. I had won this competition. Yeah. And I got to sing the national anthem somewhere in the middle of the state at like some ISU game. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Were you excited? Yeah. I mean, it was a big deal. Yeah, as long as okay. you pick the right note to start okay. yeah, on, then everything's point. fine, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: But then I, um, my hometown was really excited, and I think by hometown, I mean my mother. <laughs> <laughs> we have that in common. <laughs> and somehow, and I think it was my mother, yeah. I was invited to sing the national anthem at the July 4th celebration in uh-huh. Rockford uh-huh. at the local ice arena. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> For a figure skating extravaganza. Yeah, was your sister skating in that? I don't... She was. That's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, <coughs> I think that's how I ended up with the uh, national anthem situation. Aha! Uh-huh. So, um, like any good Midwestern boy, I put on I put on my American flag sweater. <laughs> yeah. And I got there, and my dad was running sound, <laughs> uh-huh. and it was acapella, of course. And I just remember them telling me <laughs> before I went out, they were like, you know, um, there's no, so wear, wear shoes with rubber soles on it, mm-hmm. and there's there's no <laughs> there's carpeting. no red carpeting. <laughs> there's no carpeting. I was like, no carpeting. Yeah, you just walk very carefully out onto the ice. You sing the national anthem, uh, and, and you then shuffle very off. carefully you walk uh-huh. off. <laughs> Uh-huh. So I was like all psyched out for this yeah. thing, you know. And, and you'd then,
0: grown up in ice. I mean, it's not. It's not like you'd never walked on ice before, right? I mean, you know. Well,
1: yeah, but you know, I wasn't the most um, coordinated. Yeah. Okay. Agile person. Gotcha. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can't believe i have telling this story again. <laughs> It's been
0: years since uh, I've told this I story. By I've the way, I've been waiting all week to hear this. Story. Oh my
1: God! So I'm standing, I'm standing, quote unquote, off stage, <clears throat> off the ice arena, uh-huh. with all the fluorescent lights on. Now this is a show that's happening in a fluorescently lighted arena, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And my dad's like, and now, the winner of the whatever 19 right. something 1990 something Star Spangled Banner singing contest. Rabbi stand, <laughs> and somebody pushes a button, and this this uh, American flag like drops down, motorized yeah. on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, and I like.
0: Now is the place full? Like it's a? Is this a big thing? Yeah. Or? Well,
1: what happens is is that this was during a festival, and July Fourth they had a festival down on the river. But what you don't realize if you haven't lived in Rockford, Illinois, sure, that it is so hot and humid, it's disastrous. Uh huh. So there is this one figure skating show, but people they, they are so hot. to it hot, because it's cool. They got to go in there for an hour and cool off. I love it. Right? Yeah. Everybody's been drinking. Most of them don't give a shit about ice no, skating No, my God, all. no. They've Nothing. been drinking. They've been eating these damn walking tacos where they smash up Fritos in a bag uh, and they pour Hormel chili and cheese on top oh of it and boy. give you a fork. I mean, this is what's been going on. Right. Right? right. 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 Yeah. Hot dogs, walking yeah. tacos. And <laughs> oh, ice, and the, nice. Nice. Cool. Cold. Old style. <laughs> oh, what's he going to sing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so the American, <laughs> the American flag comes down. I'm sorry, Rockford people, if you listen to this. And I walk out. And so I like took my pitch, you know, uh-huh. like, stage. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm like, OK, all right. I got yeah. it. I had my little pitch pipe. And I put it in my pocket. I'll never forget. And they opened the door to the ice arena. Yeah. And I like started walking out gingerly. Like the Green Mile. I mean, it just must have been. Just walking out with my head held high. You know, just walking (laughs) out. And then... All of a sudden, I just felt my footing go out from underneath me. And I started going <laughs> like like my feet were moving like a million miles in a minute. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, like the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, like, uh-huh. And then I could hear the whole crowd go <laughs> <laughs> like that. But then I caught myself somehow. Yeah. And I like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Balancing, and everybody, yeah. uh-huh. like everybody breathes aside. And I get and I, whew, and I walk out there, and I'm like <clears throat> in the middle of the arena. Yeah. And I realized that I've forgotten the pitch, right? So then I'm fumbling in my pocket. And I remember I dropped the pitch pipe on the ice. It's like, <gasps> you know. It, seriously? Yeah. I don't remember that. Part yeah. And story. I remember I looked down like, okay, now if I bend over to get this thing, You're going I going fall. <laughs> <laughs> so then I decide I'm just going to pick a pitch. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I started, oh, say. And I, do, I start going. Sure. And about halfway through. <laughs> the, yep. The first line I realize in you know, all of the falling <laughs> and the pitch forgetting <laughs> that I have forgotten the words. Oh god, I love this. Now you're holding a mic, yeah? And I'm holding a yeah. microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh-huh. right, uh-huh. my dad's running the sound That's right. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. and so and I'm holding the microphone and you know, I I cannot remember the who's broad stripes and bright stars, <laughs> but to save my life, yeah. right? So I oh, always say, can you see you? Probably last gleaming, right? And, I, and I'm getting there to yeah. twilight's last gleaming, and what I do is then I just start mouthing
0: the words. You you drop the mic. You put the mic down and by your. You got it. Well, I oh, I pulled it away and oh, like started, you would when you start wailing. Yeah, and I pulled yeah.
1: it away and I started making these mouth shapes that yeah. looked like words. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> And I could see everybody in the sound booth like <laughs> running around. <laughs> uh, and I do this whole thing with my mouth. You can't you can't hear it on this, but I'm like moving my mouth, uh, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. With conviction.
1: With conviction. Sure. And that's when I remembered or the land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I quick whoom brought my microphone back up and yeah. say or the land and I did the and then I had a big ending like that. And everybody is like, cheer- you know, people were confused about the microphone. Of and Everybody's like cheering. And like for extra added emphasis while I'm walking off, I like shook my fist at the sound <laughs> people, <laughs> which was my dad. Ooh, that's
0: a good
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's how, by the way, you get out of forgetting the words to the national anthem. Yeah, that's you right. You have a sound malfunction. That's true.
0: I, that's one of my favorite stories, Rob. You know, I've told thousands of people that you are the best storyteller that I've ever met. No. I, I swear to really? God, your stories are my favorite. I think my choirs would disagree with you. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I I, I knew you I, I knew you when you were much younger, and we just screwed around a lot more yeah, than you yeah. do now. A lot more than <laughs> either of us do now, frankly. Um, yeah, right? Yeah, and those stories are some of my favorites, man. Well, that's
1: how you entertain yourself in the Midwest. Tell and stories. There's nothing to do. I mean, I just remember sitting around the table in my grandparents' house, and we just told stories. Yeah. And yeah. we would be laughing tears. I mean, I can still remember my dad telling the story about a talking crow right in the neighborhood. I can't tell it. You would have to interview him. Sure. But this this bird actually talked and it was wild. Right there in your oh, neighborhood? Yeah. In his neighborhood. Oh in when his he was a kid and would follow him around and yeah. anyway, there are all these crazy stories and that's what I remember.
0: Now earlier you said you <clears throat> you were a lanky closeted Kid, was it hard to come out to your folks when that happened? What, what was I mean, yeah. you know, being well, you from were the there Midwest, for that, don't yeah, you remember? <laughs> well, I, know, I know these answers already. I'm just, I'm just saying, um, <laughs> you know, being from the Midwest and, and oh, yeah, I mean, it was it, was, was it, yeah, you know, what's funny is that my parents were like
1: two of the most liberal people in right, town, so everybody right. already kind of looked down on them a little bit because they were <laughs> outliers, very open and affirming, and yeah. Um, and weren't necessarily the most religious people in the world, but very thoughtful, very right. kind people. Right, right. So I think that that my difficulty in coming out of the closet had more to do with being a part of that very uh, conservative society, sure, and less to do with with worrying that my parents wouldn't love me. I always knew that they would. Right, right. But of course, there's a part of you that it's, doesn't want to disappoint your parents, yeah. especially you know, and where I grew up in the Midwest, like everybody's. Mom and Dad dreams of lots of grandkids and
0: right, right. But how did you? How did you? How did your parents find out? <laughs> Do you want me to really tell that story? Well, I don't know. Is I'm this going to be public? I don't know if I know the story. <laughs> 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 well, I'm very open. I'm very open about the fact. <laughs> sure, that, 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 that I have a partner. There you go. David is great. Yep. and, and that, you've uh, only had two partners since I've known you in almost twenty years. It's not you You know, you're very steady. Oh yeah. Serious yeah, professional. Yeah. I'm a very guy. serious yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. You have yeah. to meet the right person. I think this David That's right. is the right guy. I've always admired that about you, by the way. Oh thanks. Yeah, I'm you know, still I'm not figuring out anymore. But uh, you know, there was, there was a time there when everybody's when gotta was, figure it uh, out. You know, I mean, did some tap dancing. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's gotta figure it out. And I sure. I
0: mean of course I did too. So <clears throat> So tell me how, how you, you let your parents know. Well, this is a really funny story. Actually, are you kidding me? My God, <laughs> you're pulling all these stories out of me. Well,
1: <laughs> I was um, living in California. I knew you. Yeah, that's and right. I knew our friend Marty, and you know the whole crew. There was a whole crew of us. So we used to hang out at, sure. at school. We all went to Cal State Fullerton.
0: Go Titans! Go
1: Titans! Great school. Still yep, a great it school. It sure is better than ever. Absolutely. But I, um, <clears throat> we. I guess I hadn't told my parents, and it was very close to Thanksgiving. Uh huh. This is the story. Yeah. And my friend, my friend who has who passed away, who was a dear man, Joseph Matthew, who was a wonderful, wonderful tenor, and I worked. uh, I was at the time I was working in the Pacific Corral Mm -hmm. office Mm -hmm. in an administrative position, Mm -hmm. and I remember Joseph called me and was like, "Hey, have you ever been to the glory of Christmas at the Crystal Cathedral?" Yeah. And I was like. Oh, what is this? He said, amazing. "It is the craziest show. It's like flying angels, yeah, donkeys, the whole thing." So we went out for a nice dinner and drinks and yada yada yada. And <clears throat> so Joseph and I are like in watching the animals walk down the aisles <laughs> and like all of the angels flying sure. around, the
0: wise men, the whole
1: thing, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a real show. Yeah, and we were just blown away. And I, uh, my, I had a cell phone at the time. I was one of the only friends of us that had a cell phone because right. the Pacific Rail made me have one. Yeah,
0: bro, oh, that was Touch. a long time ago. AirTouch. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
1: It was a brick. It was a gigantic phone. Didn't seem like it at the time. No, it was very, and you had to pull the little antenna out. Yeah, open it, it up. It was very official. I mean, it looked like I had an enormous goiter on my thigh <laughs> when, when it was inside Which were, my you pocket. you wear proudly because everybody yeah, knows because, it's wow, a, look at that holy phone. Holy cow. Actually, do you know what? It wasn't in my pocket. Remember, you had to have a little belt
0: oh, yeah, yeah, thing to yeah. snap it in. That's one thing that I cannot see you doing now. No, absolutely I mean, you're very well put together. But yeah, I
1: mean, come on. That's... Really? Come on. What, what, Bush let's league. Le- <laughs> so, I, so I had that phone, you know, and it's like blowing up. It's like buzzing and buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. Yeah. And I'm like, what in the heck? And I look down and it's my sister. Mm-hmm. Calling. i love your gosh i love yeah. your sister i wish she was here. and my me too because this would be a much funnier interview oh, if she were here people yeah. would be crying there'd be loud laughing oh, and no one so listening funny. to this would know what was going on <laughs> but I, my phone is going on and on it's like my sister calling and calling now of course i was very honest with my sister we've been best friends sure. since she was born sure so. she knew and i remember when we had the conversation about me and who I was as a person. She said, well, what happens if mom and dad ask me? And I say, well, you just tell them that's not my information to talk about. You need to ask Rob, you know, that's his information. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But so, that's, a, that's a dead
1: giveaway. Well, yeah, but, but the, at least she's not telling them. She's not the one. Right. Got I mean, it. I knew that if that happened, that that was going to be over. Right. So, and then my mom is calling me because I could see my parents' home phone number coming in. Nobody had cell phones at the time. Right? Sure. So it's like the home phone number's going on and on. And I thought, what is happening? Yeah, is it an emergency? Some sort of emergency. Uh Well, when I leave the glory of Christmas, I listen to messages, and it's just people sobbing on the phone.
0: Oh no! So you and, think something terrible? Is and
1: happening. I'm going. What is happening? But now, see, I can't tell you now from my perspective. I have to switch the story to my sister's perspective. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. it's not funny. Sure. So picture it. Yeah. So my sister, while and my you're mom, at the glory while of Christmas, I am at the glory of Christmas. <clears> my sister and my mom are at are at the Cherryvale Mall. Yeah. And everybody in town knows my mother because she is the executive director of the local YMCA. Yeah, and she's, and she's lively TV and, TV and outspoken and yeah. And, yeah. Great lady. And she's a wonderful woman, Great very lady. entertaining, mm-hmm. very smart, very mm-hmm. fun, mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. So they're at the gap shopping mm-hmm. for Christmas mm-hmm. at the Cherry Cherry Valley, Cherry Vale Mall. That's yeah. what it is. And they're shopping. And Carrie said she was like picking things up and and this is when leather pants were really in style. And by the way, they're still you,
0: they're still in style. You had leather pants. Of course remember? I did. Every, right, anybody with any sense had leather and pants. And you're a straight man. Super straight right with leather goddamn pants yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so i have these leather
1: so carrie my sister says to my mom oh you know i think i might get robbed these leather pants for christmas the gap was selling leather pants yeah mine were from gap yeah, yeah sure and and i mean i think that's why she wanted to get them because she saw you in them when yeah. she came to visit right so
0: i don't have leather pants anymore do you no, I guess that's, no. that's I never pressed. ended up getting these pants oh yeah You're gonna oh, find oh, sorry wife, okay. right yep, yep, yep. so
1: I my so my sister's like I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy rob these leather pants
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay great mm-hmm. mom's like hmm Great. <laughs> <laughs> they like get in line at the gap. Everybody's lined up, you know, in the little seesaw line that they have sure, at Christmas yeah. time. Yeah, know, yeah, it's hardcore. And there was really only one gap in Rockford at that. Yeah. Time. So that it's like it. getting onto
0: Space Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you had to get your whatever yeah, ticket. Like Forty-five minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait time from this, no fast in No line. Fast, fast. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So
1: they're standing there in that line, and she said, "My mom just like." And it, the place is thronged with people. Of and course. Throng, and my mom just like turns around and goes, well, why would your brother want leather pants? And my sister said, well, mom, they're very fashionable.
0: You're right, Omar's got a pair. Yeah, everybody's, yeah, Omar, <laughs> Omar, has, Omar has a pair and
1: everybody's got, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> and so uh, she then turns back around like that satisfied her. And my sister said that the alarm bells are going off in her brain. <sighs> And then my mom turns around and says, is your brother gay? And my sister said she turned like bright red. Did she go to the script? or what? She, did. she did. And my sister said, you know what, Mom? That's not my information to share. That's a question that you need to ask Rob yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is when, <laughs> if you think that the ending of Steel Magnolias following <laughs> Shelby's death was dramatic...
0: Uh, <laughs> you have to a- amp
1: that up about 15 uh, times. Sure. And, my and put mom, it dead
0: center in the middle of a gap. Oh my <laughs> God.
1: And my mom just starts weeping and literally collapses at the gap, knocks Uh-oh. the lines down. Everybody's turning around, going, oh, Why is Lynn Eisdepp so upset? Did somebody <laughs> die? My sister has to drop everything in her arms except her purse and lift, pick my mother up. And drag her to the orange Julius in the middle of the oh. mall to give her. You know, she's got to give my mom. You know, the orange Julius to calm her down. Mom's calling, calling, and sobbing. You know, <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> they have to go to the pay phone and call. And uh, and what what was so neat is that the to put a happy ending on yeah, this yeah, funny yeah. story. Yeah. was that um, all the messages said? You know, no matter what, yeah, we remember, love her. I we remember. love her. And I'm just like and terrified, your, dad, your dad too. everybody terrified about this whole thing and then i was going home two days later for Ryan. thanksgiving and uh-huh. i was really nervous i remember confiding in you but this is the sweet story is that i remember showing up you dropped me off at the airport that's right i went to the airport to go home and i checked in and they looked at me and they said hey, mr i said did you know you've been upgraded and i said what yeah you've been upgraded to first class
0: they heard you were gay no my god I'm trying to have a good moment here but the
1: story is that my dad upgraded me to first class and he did it because and when I got off the plane he was standing there in tears and he said I just want you to know you'll always be first class with me no matter what i always love you right and I was like my god I have the best parents in the world they are the best parents now we fought like cats and dogs (laughs) for the whole time (laughs) (laughs) I was out of control I was I mean it was like this crazy thing but, you know, now we all say that that's probably the best thing that ever happened to our family because we all have to be honest with each other about everything. Now. Yeah.
0: There are no secrets. No, that's right. You know? That's right, except for...
1: Well, you know. I, we can't say that. No, we can't. That, that's <laughs> off the record.
0: <laughs>
1: and by the way, do you really think that's a secret? No, it's not a secret. <laughs> it's not a secret. <laughs> all right, so you, so you were out
0: here, and yeah, and you were getting your master's. You, first, you came from Augustana. Yeah. And yeah. then you got your undergraduate in Augustana and then you came out here Yeah to, to study Cal State. with John. And I Alexander. remember your audition.
1: Right. right. I turned down offers from other schools yeah. because
0: well, of who John
1: was and what, same same Fullerton. with me
0: and uh, Mark Goodrich. That's yeah. the only reason that I came to Cal State Fullerton. Right. I'd gotten a scholarship at UCLA which I turned down and they never spoke to me again. They were furious. Right. And uh, yeah, Cal State was the place to be for yep. sure. Yeah. So you came out and you got your masters. Yep. And then from there you went to USC, went to SCD, studied with Bill. Yep, got your doctorate, and now you are with the Long Beach Camerata. Yep, and Cal State Fullerton. Cal State Fullerton. <laughs> yeah, you took John Alexander's. Yeah, yeah, I'm the director of choral studies there. That's really something. So it's awesome. That is awesome, man. I, I you know, how do you? Uh, because I remember when we were living together in Long Beach, um, and you were practicing your conducting. Right, and you. I mean, you were definitely, at least from my perspective, going against the grain. Like, how do you, um, how did you get from there to where you are now? Is it just a matter of fortitude? Is it a matter of being okay, uh, not being great at something to begin with? Is it something? Yeah, I mean, and you have to be curious okay with it. enough,
1: and you have to love puzzles. I think you have to love. So uh, I remember I you mean, used to standing in the
0: in the yeah. in the diet what is now the dining room in the Cerritos house, right, with your stand and just practicing all day long.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you remember I wasn't, I'm not the most coordinated person. So to learn how to talk with my hands for some people, I mean, I have some students that even now, even in undergrad conducting,
0: uh-huh.
1: I have a graduate student now who's never had any conducting training. Wow, He's a graduate very student. very talented, yeah. wonderful singer. He's a professional singer. Uh-huh. And we accepted him for his audition because the musicianship was so good, but his conducting was okay just out of the lessons, just right out of the yeah, gate and in two <laughs> lessons he can move like a pro. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, he just has a real innate you know, it's like a it's like uh you know, physical intelligence, kinesthetic sure. intelligence where he can just do that. And my brain didn't work that way, so I had to really work to train myself to move.
0: I still I mean, I still have to think about it a lot. I mean, were there times where you just said like fuck this, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I want to do something yeah, else? Of yeah. And then how do you get past that?
1: Um you realized that that music is a lifelong pursuit and that pursuing music is like pursuing enlightenment in the buddhist tradition mm-hmm. and that learning to understand music and communicate it to mm-hmm. more and more professional ensembles orchestras mm-hmm. and choirs is something that that comes with experience and time and study
0: mm-hmm. and it has great value i mean right. there's a real payoff
1: right there is a payoff and and the payoff is not just your own personal satisfaction mm-hmm. But it is in the giving to people. That's you know? right. And that's ultimately what attracted me to the world to begin with. Because yeah, of the people.
0: same with me. Same you with know. me. I, I mean, there. you know me. I mean, I, I spend most of my time thinking about quitting, even more than practicing. That's yeah. been pr- kind of a problem. Um, but it's the same thing. I, I feel like um, people in our business um, go to extraordinary lengths and risk financial and emotional stability to make the world a prettier place. Yeah, I mean... Ultimately, that's what we do, is we just make the world nicer.
1: Well, and we connect people. Yeah. When people walk into the to Disney Hall, to Dorothy Chandler, mm-hmm. to Renee and, Siegers, Renee and Henry Seegers from Concert Hall in Orange County, mm-hmm. they are all the same. It's very interesting how that happens. The do you, feel it? Do you Hall, feel it from the podium? Yeah, it's egalitarian. <sighs> mm-hmm. You know and you walk in there and we have we have people from all different ethnic backgrounds
0: socioeconomic backgrounds yeah mm-hmm.
1: political political persuasion mm-hmm. you know and they're all there for a minute and they all connect with each other and with the art that's happening on the stage and they leave edified and I think they leave in a way that that uh, changes the way that they interact with each other in the
0: world. yeah it elevates their humanity mm-hmm. in, in in a way I, I agree with that too. And it's different.
1: I mean, that's why in Long Beach when I started here, I said we have to take these concerts out of churches, and not because I don't love religion and I don't think that religion
0: is valuable. Are you a but are you a religious person? No, no, me neither. Yeah.
1: No, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not religious. Uh-huh. I'm agnostic, technically. Yeah.
0: But um,
1: <clears throat> but I do I do see the value in it. But at the same time, you know, welcoming welcoming all of my Jewish friends to a concert in uh, Lutheran church mm-hmm. is not, you know, the most egalitarian thing to do. And so I thought, you know, it would be really, I wanted them to really think about expanding. And now they're moving to the Performing Arts Center at Long Beach, and we've been in the Performing Arts Center at the community college. But it's changed the way the audience interacts with us mm-hmm. and the passion the audience has for us and also the demographic of the audience.
0: Yeah, I think it's changed the landscape of Long Beach in some way, too, between yeah. the Long Beach Opera and the Camerata Right Singers. Uh, it's become... Um, more of an artistic hub than it used to be right. certainly and the symphony
1: i mean kelly ridgorello is doing amazing things with sure. the symphony orchestra right. and now Musica angelica is based here right and so Musica angelica long beach opera uh camarada singers the symphony and uh, musical theater west are all now artistic partners with each other but also with the long beach performing arts center so we're resident groups in that center which and, is wonderful and, what and about that's different that's a new thing for long beach sure yeah, it's a real power, and we have to thank. I'll put the name out there. I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but Steve Goodling, who runs that the Performing uh, Arts Center and the Long Beach Convention Center, mm-hmm. is the person that's really behind trying to bring all of us together.
0: Now, when you go down to Pacific Corral, are you going to make efforts to spread? Um, because you know, when when we were coming up, I was singing at um, at Opera Pacific, which right. is no longer there. And I, right. I know Carl St Clair has been trying to resurrect right. a program, well, I've been helping him with that. Um, what what are your plans at Pacific Corral? Are you try, going to try and blend the, sou- the south the Southland a little bit more with Los Angeles? Or are you going to go? Are you going to just focus on getting Orange County, uh, like Long Beach is now, like you've done here? Well, I mean, I think both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I th- what's
1: amazing is when when all of those companies started in Orange County. You know, you grew up in Orange County, right? Um, they were looked at as secondary institutions. Mm-hmm. And to see the artistic progress and evolution that all of them have made. Mm -hmm. Um, And even Opera Pacific, I mean, they were doing such wonderful things. Absolutely. When they they went away, it was a real tragedy. I agree. Real tragedy. But Pacific Symphony and Pacific Chorale are really superb. And I am even listening to that choir and that orchestra, you know, if you think about it, I have to go back every year for these NEA grants now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've submitted my first um, samples now as their new artistic director. And so I went back and I listened even three years ago, mm-hmm. the progress that both organizations have made. And I think part of my job is to, first of all, engage Orange County because that's where we are. Right, And there are so many people in Orange County that don't even know that those things exist. And there's a
0: real vacuum. There's an artistic yeah. musical vacuum in Orange County that needs to...
1: But it's very localized. No, I, like I, there I are people that say, are like really passionate about their local groups, you know. And what I'm lo- saying is, what's yeah. there is amazing,
0: right? I'm not saying that there isn't anything there. It's just, it, it, uh, Carl does an amazing job with the orchestra. Right. Um, the Pacific Chorale was near, is near and dear to my heart because I right. grew up in that chorale as a musician, uh, going to Kelsey Fullerton. So I'm not criticizing the artistic integrity or the output that they produce it's just that i wish they had more support and more mm-hmm. um and that's it, what we're after i mean that's yeah. what we're after we're branching out i mean pacific
1: Corral next year we're performing at the concert hall at fullerton we're performing uh-huh. in the concert hall at chapman the new musical center oh, there yeah are yeah. performing at the concert hall in orange county we're in we are expanding all of our education programs terrific what's what's insane is that you know i'm also involved in the education side so you see that um there's this huge surge in singing in our schools. Mm -hmm. And the state government is supporting it. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're putting choral music first back into the schools, probably because it's cheaper. I don't necessarily agree with that. I was trained as an instrumentalist and I think that that's really important. I don't think it should be a choice of either choral music or instrumental music. You know, that a good balanced music program in a school has to be both. But at least they're doing something. And the, the level of singing all over the state is incredible, starting in our grade schools and our middle schools and the high school singing is worlds better than even when I moved here yeah, yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, that's my my question. So and you're seeing a difference oh, at Cal State incredible. Fullerton. It's incredible. It's incredible. And the junior colleges, I mean, there's no other place in the whole nation where junior college music making is at the level it is in California. Yeah, that's true. And that's because of the master plan that the that Governor Brown's father started whenever that was, 50 years ago, mm-hmm. 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. But community colleges, and then you look at what's happening, especially at some of the Cal States. There mm-hmm. are some of the Cal States that are really taking that mantle of, of uh, artistry. I mean, USC is always going to be there doing excellent work. Sure, Colburn is always going to be there doing excellent work. And they work really hard to raise their funds. The Cal State has always been sort of trying really hard. Mm-hmm. But to see them really at the top makes me very happy yeah 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 Very happy all over the state up north down here and even in san diego so,
0: and are, is the choir at cal state traveling like we used to travel oh, when we were yeah. all the time oh all the time how are those trips yeah. they're great it's just like
1: it's funny to be on the other end of it that yeah. when i first started t- i've been there 10 years now holy shit it. are you really yeah 10 years i'm tenured i'm a full professor i'm oh, old man oh man it's crazy yeah that is crazy so but uh but it's fun to go on these trips with the kids yeah what's it like we being usually go uh, once a year
0: because we, I, I didn't, I felt like because, well, I was older than everybody else, but I've always felt like we didn't cause that much trouble, I don't think. Is it, well, okay. No. Well, maybe, we, yeah. No, uh, we didn't. A little.
1: Do you know what? We're all Cal State kids, and we all understand, you know, that we're representing our school. And, and right. We, have, we would have fun, and I think that John would let us have fun. And That's I right. let the students have a good time and free time. What I learned from John is that a great trip, has, you know, wonderful performing experiences, mm-hmm. visits major cultural cities, mm-hmm. and gives the students a lot of time to do what they want to do. you mm-hmm. know. I And I,
0: expand their own horizons. Right, they can yeah. go to
1: what museum they want to go to. They can mm-hmm. pick up a performance and go see a performance. From, you know, they can go to this restaurant or mm-hmm. that restaurant. That's what I took away from, from his trips and why we loved them. We were so successful.
0: Yeah, we stayed in great hotels and great locations and had great places to sing and, yep. you know. I mean, it really Except was a vacation. One hotel, well, apparently. yeah, uh, in Siena, well, the lesbians weren't. Yeah. It wasn't. The, they were. They was, were lesbians. No, they were prostitutes. Were they prostitutes? Yes, it was a
1: brothel. You don't remember that? It John was so angry at that tour company. It well. was not ACFEA. Everyone, that's a great company. <laughs> it was a different company. I'm not going to say the negative. Yeah, name.
0: when we went to Florence, we ended yeah. up staying by the train tracks in Siena. Right. And it, the square in front of the hotel. The highlight of the square was a phone booth. Right. Yeah. And a pizza parlor. That's it. That was terrible. With these yeah. nerf these nerf mattresses, these it foam mattresses terrible. that and we also you had had lay to stay down on them convent. it's like a to- it's like a taco shell going around you when you lay down in bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about your taco. But
1: then remember we stayed at that convent? That was okay. In Rome? Yeah. And you and I, there was a group of us that we were out way too late yeah. and we had to ring the bell and, the and wake the nuns down. up and she was not happy with and us. And every morning we'd,
0: we'd uh, get yeah. go to breakfast and open the windows and they'd scurry to close them because yes. the, that's how we found out. They were cloistered. Yes. <laughs> the, <nobody laughs> <told> us. <laughs> See? It's 85 degrees in there and we're having <laughs> cheese and bread. Yeah. Now you're right. Yeah. I remember. But we're still traveling. You know, we took,
1: um, you're going to not believe this, we took 160 kids to Paris last year. Wow. Yeah. The orchestra... And then the concert choir, which is uh, about seventy some kids, and then the university singers, which is about thirty-three to thirty. How do you organize
0: that I mean, do TAs organize it? We have a lot of grad assistants. Wow, I
1: have I have um, ten grad students now in conducting,
0: and they all help out. Yeah, uh,
1: and then you know we have a wonderful office staff. Sure, the dean's office is very involved, and so. Mm So, it's well organized I, I can't and the imagine. tour company you have to get the right tour company,
0: and nobody gets left behind nobody's uh, everybody's no broken bones, no no wheels falling off of buses, no nothing. kuang Lei. no oh boy
1: no so okay that doesn't so yeah, it was you know, and there were you know there are always a little there's always something weird somebody gets sick and they have to go to the doctor, but we didn't have any major disaster in Paris. it was great, and what was cool about that is that the kids stayed in one hotel the whole time, and then they just had to meet us wherever the rehearsal was, and then the concert yeah. So yeah, they just so took like the you metro said, they, all just, over. they yeah. lived in the city. They were on their own. The kids <laughs> had the best time. Some kids, you know, went up to Montmartre and saw all of that, and went to the, you know, the Dalí exhibit. Other kids spent days at the Louvre. Other kids just went shopping, and you know, and that was really.
0: Two kids went to Disneyland. Oh which, come uh, on! Yeah yeah. <laughs>
1: But you know what? That was their choice. It's crazy to hear that choral
0: kids want to go to Disneyland. That's that so like, strange. Yeah, I know. So anyway, yeah.
1: but that was that was. It reminded me all these trips, you know, and the recruiting tours up the state. We yeah, yeah, sure. schools up so. in
0: Porterville and oh, yeah. Visalia. Oh yeah, yeah. San still Francisco, doing that? Napa. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that girls' chorus still in San Francisco? Remember with the with the three to four different tiers of singers and they? Yeah, they're actually two girl. They're actually two now. Man, they were fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: San Francisco Girls Course. And then Suza McMaine started her own course. I don't remember what the name of it is, but she's wonderful. It's a great choir.
0: All right. I want to wrap this up. Okay. Sorry. By hearing the week of the black cloud. You don't want the basketball story? I want them both, yeah. Let's do the basketball no, story. Don't,
1: yeah. <laughs> the back the black cloud one I have a hard time remembering. Is that bad? No, I remember it. I can help you. You could tell me the you could tell you know, the story. The lawnmower
0: well, I know. And the There's the horse. lawnmower.
1: The horse, the bicycle. Era. The bicycle. The, the mailbox, mailbox. The
0: tree. The, the ruts. Yeah.
1: Okay. I could tell I could tell that story. I thought you would want the basketball story. That's the best story.
0: Maybe well, maybe maybe we'll wrap up with the basketball story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i didn't realize that
0: this was going to be a story time. story hour <laughs> it's my favorite Once upon a time. i've been i've been waiting forever okay. for this all right everybody so, knows about you we've talked about the choirs and we've talked about no, that's f- your I career care. i don't care we've talked about you know that your I don't gayness care about that stuff.
1: i don't usually talk you know that this is the first time i've publicly talked about my gayness
0: everybody knows yeah but i don't talk about it well you're you're straight to me, Rob. I'm very I proper. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Well, it's like I don't know why people need to know. I know. I don't know. Well, because it's a big life. It's a huge it life thing, and, and it made me more sensitive and, as a person. And straight people are the status quo, and we don't have to go through those things. And 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 hearing how somebody of of your stature goes through that experience, I think it's helpful for kids that maybe are you know having what? a hard time. I totally agree. And I think I think you handled. Uh, you know you. Like you said, you've got a terrific family. You're so lucky. And you handle everything with such great aplomb, including that. And that's like a, a huge life event. Well, and I was I was honored to witness it and to see how everybody reacted to it. And it, was, it was beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful time in my life. Yeah, well, now it's a, David's just part of the family. Yeah, that's everybody it. Everybody loves him.
1: That's it. Okay. In fact, my mother told me, she said, if you lose this one... Oh, really? We're keeping him and you can go... <laughs> I you like, know, it's funny. Thanks. I've been in that position. <laughs> 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 Gee, thanks, Mom. So they really like David. So wow. That's good. Okay. Has yeah. he
0: gone out to visit? No. No. We have to do that. Take that's him to the somewhere. Beefaroo yeah, and do the whole thing. See the Wall of lounge, Shame.
1: Lounge, the Wall of Shame. Is that
0: still up? I believe
1: so. Oh, it was great when I was home last. we got to take him to Stackholm and... in for the Swedish
0: pancakes. That's nice. Yeah. All the this, all this stuff. Done. Does he play basketball? David? I yeah. don't think so. No? Okay, well tell me He plays volleyball. Story, I want to hear the basketball story. Let's hear that. You want that one first? I don't know. Which one should we do first? Let's do that. Let's do the black cloud. Uh, okay. One. Yeah, I like that one.
1: So this is the famous black cloud story. Yeah.
0: So your dad worked for Mitsubishi My dad worked Materials. For, yes, yeah. Mitsubishi Materials. I In used fact, to love calling his phone. We
1: used to call his cell phone yeah. just to hear... Hi, you've reached the voicemail of Mike, Mike Dead <laughs> Mitsubishi Materials. Yeah, and everybody loved it, and oh, it was totally so amazing. They're so funny. So, but he would get up early on Monday. Yeah. We'd all be having breakfast, and he'd be ready, and he'd leave. And he'd have to go call on clients and drive all over the Midwest. Every week he did Yeah. This. Detroit, mm-hmm. Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Green Bay, you know, I mean, all over the place. And so, mom was just stuck at home with me and my sister.
0: Yeah. How old were you? Oh God what, like This 12? story I
1: probably would have been like No like 11 10 uh-huh. or 11 Uh huh so bef- Well yeah. before my teenage Well before puberty And all that Yeah
0: You were the man of the house For that week
1: Well yeah And it was like all the time Jeez All the time So I was always like Trying to help out As much as I could Yeah You know my sister Was always getting us Into trouble Yeah and Well so- you
0: know and I, I see how you learned How to do all those things Because I remember you Teaching me how to mow <laughs> I forgot uh, I forgot <laughs> i looked out the window
1: (laughs) i look i'm like is he vacuuming (laughs) he's going back and forth with this lawnmower and i go i go what are you doing are you vacuuming he goes i'm mowing (laughs) i go oh god damn it my god (laughs) you grew up at the newport beach people Uh, oh yeah yeah so then i had to show you how to walk and make the straight lines (laughs) and how to do you could do diagonal one week and sideways uh, and vertical and Oh, my God. So, yeah, I did a lot yeah, of that stuff. Yeah, you knew stuff. how to do all that
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah. for the
1: most part. Yeah, yeah, So, I mean, this week was special. I mean, it is the week of the black oh, cloud. So, yes. you know, black is, I mean, yes. this is a disastrous week. Yes. Um, but it all started the weekend before mm-hmm. because my mother was making um a cake <sighs> for my aunt. Oh, God. And she was supposed to have a double boiler, which I still don't even know what a double boiler looks like. Like
0: a, like a pressure cooker or what is it what's it what's it what it does is like
1: you oh, can like, put like caramel into something got it. with in the and it water's boiling yeah. around it in another pan you clamp the top right. right and then it will melt the caramel without diluting with, it in the water or right? scorching
0: it or anything like that. so yeah. mom
1: thought yeah. she needed a double boiler to melt all this caramel and yeah. she said caramel sorry yeah we're caramel in, we're in, a, <laughs> in los angeles now but so she thought that she would just like do it on her own so she took one pot and filled it with water. And then she put another pot in there and put all the caramel in yeah. there and started that water boiling. Well, what happened was, is that the pot with the caramel in it, like expanded and made a seal, a very tight seal between the two pots. And, oh and God. she was sitting there. She said, she still remember sitting there in the kitchen and she heard like
0: this ticking sound, like, tch, 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 like a which pressure the, cooker. Which is the pan kind of edging its way out. Yeah,
1: of a, pressure cooker. Yeah. And she got up and she like curiously looked over and she touched the pan and it exploded all over her. So hot caramel, boiling caramel. We had to take her to the emergency room and she had to have like, eventually she had to have reconstructive surgery on herself. And it was that bad. She's severe burns on her hand, all over her chest. So she's wrapped up like a mummy so we had so this had been and she had to this was before the surgery you know uh-huh. you had to let the burns heal sure. before and it was really right. bad so she spent that basically that entire summer starting that weekend mm-hmm. in a fuzzy pink bathrobe with uh, <laughs> these
0: fuzzy pink slippers yeah right yeah so i don't and know why i'm laughing it's terrible it's
1: terrible but yeah. you know the story which sure. is why you're laughing Maybe. everybody Maybe. now yeah. we can laugh about this so she has this pink she just had to live in this yeah. and she had to take these uh, baths or she would cry like and sits awful. baths yeah oh yeah. god yeah Anyway, so that had happened, but then dad was like I gotta go. It's Monday. You know, Keocera needs me. I gotta go <laughs> and sell him some cutting tools. Right. So he's like, you know, you guys be good. <laughs> okay, dad <laughs> and We're like oh, that morning. So he left, you know, and drove away and we're sitting there in the kitchen and the blinds are all closed yeah. you know, and everything and Everybody's eating their cereal yeah. My sister's always crabby She was always like Don't look at me <laughs> She would like Put this bowl of cereal In front of her Bowl I mean the box of cereal You know And she's eating And I, My mom like Shuffled over in her pink bathrobe And like Opened the blinds Yeah And there is this Big horse Standing <laughs> <and> Just goes <laughs> And then just like Drops the biggest load of shit You've ever seen All over the patio Just like uh, All over and she just goes, God, God damn, damn it. it I apologize for the cursing, but it's part of the story. And that was that was all she said. You yeah. Know? And so there we go. I'm outside with a shovel, scooping, scooping up shit. horse crap, yeah, putting it into this, this uh plastic bag. Yeah. Which I, you know, tied up.
0: Yeah. Was it what, what was it summer or was it spring or it was like
1: Mm, it would have been like spring so probably. the weather like summer. was summer like, it was it would have been summer it would have been right after school was out because yeah. we were outside we were home. playing yeah. yeah we were home normally we would have had to go to school right so i put that in the garage so <laughs> the next day <laughs> so that was day one day one day two <laughs> it's my day to cut the lawn uh, yeah right yeah so and i was you know a weird kid and I would put on these. I would put on my Walkman. Yeah. Put in my Madonna tape. Yeah. And I'm just singing at the top of my lungs, <laughs> you know, mowing. And we had like almost an acre of land that wow. I had to mow with one of those push mowers. That's right. Like a it, vacuum cleaner. Like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. It wasn't one of the riding mowers. That's you know, right. Only rich people had riding mowers. Yeah. We didn't. Ha- so I'm pushing push this thing. thing, and it was not a drive on its own. You know, you had to like push it. Yeah. So I'm pushing it, and I'm going, and you know, I'm doing my thing, and. <laughs> I didn't even see the septic tank cover, which is this big, yeah, tall like iron metal thing, iron yeah, uh-huh. thing in the uh-huh. backyard, and I just, <laughs> I just roll right over it, and I hear this sound like in like metal Chicky! on metal, and it, like <laughs> sparks go shooting out of it, and I hear this like, <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? And I look, and the blade of the lawnmower had snapped in half gone flying out from underneath there oh, missed me and stuck in the side of the house i could have chopped your foot off oh yeah i mean but it wow. was stuck it was stuck right in the side oh, of the house oh, so my there my i am god. i had barely mowed any of the lawn Oh my god!
0: so i took took the
1: lawnmower back put it up on the workbench sideways
0: <laughs> oh my god did you could you get the blade out of the house or no did you yank it out I don't remember. It was, still it was there. stuck. Yeah, no, yeah. it was still there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay. that's day, part that was, of the story. Day two.
1: Yeah, that was day two. Yeah, day three. <laughs> day three actually happened like at the beginning of the day, so like two in the morning. Yeah, uh... <laughs> we're like everybody's sleeping in the house, and I'll never forget. All of a sudden, like my light, my bedroom fills up with this light, and I hear, I hear this like crashing sound. <laughs> <laughs> then I hear my mother thump, 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 walking. And I like jump out of bed and look out the window and there is a car in our front yard and it's hit the pine tree in the oh front and the pine God. tree is sideways. Oh my God. And my mother in her pink bathrobe throws the door open and starts cursing at the man and the guy just... What's it in reverse? And digs these two giant trenches of mud, and then drives away. <laughs> and she's just standing there, you in know, bathroom. like in one of those old movies where the plane leaves, and they're just standing on the tarmac. You know, and there she is, looking at this, surveying the damage. She's like, "God damn it!" That is so goes back good. to bed. So that was day three, day four, and then day four. day four everything went really well like we had a great day we played outside i think this is my favorite day (laughs) and mom we're sitting here at dinner and mom you know we're all eating dinner and um all of a sudden we hear this boom (laughs) explosion (laughs) and everyone goes ah we're like Uh, mom goes running out to the front door and i follow her and there's the mailbox and a with, smoldering with pieces falling. <laughs> just a smoldering pile. <laughs> Somebody had put a bomb, like one of those homemade like M80, or M80 things in there and just exploded. So then mom's all, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she and I go in the garage and we get this white bucket and we write our address on it. Oh, my. Mom God. puts some sand in it and we put it out the street. <laughs> Place of the mailbox, and she's still limping around and shuffling around. Oh, in this, around, this, oh, this, this pink bathrobe with the fuzzy pink slippers, yeah, yeah. taking her baths every so every like hour and a half and, or something. And Carrie's
0: still being crazy. My sister's still yeah. insane. She yeah. was always still bat dancing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's yeah. another story. Yeah. <laughs> but then,
1: <laughs> so then, so that day goes by, and then the next day, yeah. Dad's coming. Home. I
0: think this is my favorite one, actually. Yeah,
1: and and uh, yeah, this Mom one I can said so, so vividly. Mom said that she was like sitting and eating her Melba toast and cream cheese, yeah, which was the big snack in the 80s, yeah, yeah, it was very healthy, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> carbohydrates and cream mm-hmm. cheese, yeah. And she's sitting on the couch eating her Melba toast and cream cheese, and all of a sudden, this neighbor kid comes running in and goes, Lynn, Carrie's in the middle of the street, she's stuck, <laughs> <laughs> and then runs out the door. And my mom's like, what? <laughs> what? And then this other neighbor g- kid comes running and goes, "Lynn, you got to come fast. She's in the street." So there's yeah. my mom, yeah, like clutching bathrobe. her pink bathrobe, yeah. running across our front. I mean, we lived in the country, so this is like a distance. Sure. Charging across the front yard, through the ditch, and up to the side of this <laughs> road. the ruts. Past the <laughs> yeah, mailbox. Past <laughs> the bucket, Past the bucket. <laughs> and my sister has just got a whole slew of kids standing around her. She said she's clearing the kids away. And there's Carrie just screaming, <laughs> and she's like, "My leg is stuck <laughs> on her bicycle." My yeah. mom's like, "What is going on?" Yeah, and she gets down and she's like, "Oh my god, my sister's leg was wedged in between the pedal and like the, the frame. frame of the <sighs> bike," and she like tries to pull it out, and she's like, "Ah, you're breaking my leg!" <laughs> By now, other neighbors are coming out. Right, sure. I mean, all the moms in the neighborhood, they're coming out. And they're like, "Oh, we gotta try it." So our neighbor Kim, we, we got something to do. So our neighbor Kim goes and gets some salad oil, <laughs> and they're like pouring <laughs> salad oil all over her leg, and she's trying to pull it out. Yeah, no, can't slip out. By now, her leg is swelling. Right, it's
0: stuck there. It's really stuck.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, how did you? And how did we even can't move her. Like none of the kids are strong enough. And luckily, one of the guys from next door, he um, he was a policeman, and he was his shift wasn't until later, and so yeah, he said, "Well." We're going to have to cut her out. <laughs> and my sister just starts screaming bloody, bloody murder. murder. Ah! People are stopped. Cars are stopping on the side of the road. <laughs> so then he gets his hacksaw, his metal hacksaw, sure. and just starts sawing away at the pedal. And my sister's like, you're going to cut my leg off. And everybody's screaming. Well, he cuts her out of the bike, yeah, saws the pedal right off there. Yeah, She's sobbing. We take her in, wash all the salad oil off. Yeah, And I'll never forget, my mom's like, well, We better make some dinner your father's coming home and that's when we were all like oh my god (laughs) we're all sitting around the table yeah Uh (laughs) you pressed shirts yeah and my dad my dad says he'll never forget this he's driving down the street and he's like what in what is in front of my house looks like a white bucket (laughs) and then he sees it's a white bucket with 525 Poppy Drive <laughs> written on it And no mailbox <laughs> There's just like a burned a mound of, of wood And uh-huh. like the this, this stick that's like half burned off Sitting there And then he said he looks And the pine tree is yeah. totally crooked And right. there are these two giant ruts
0: and, and, a, and, the a, and, a, and a blade in the side of the house.
1: Yes, and a lawnmower blade <laughs> in the side of the house. Like what in God's name? He gets out of his car, and there's the lawnmower turned upside down on the workbench, with the half the blade gone. You know. Yeah. And then he says, and he gets out of the car, and the smell of horse crap because <laughs> <laughs> it over Because I had thrown it in the trash in the garage. He said it smelled like a farm in the garage. He said he, he almost threw up in his mouth. And then he looks over, and there's my sister's bicycle with the pedal. Just sawed right off <laughs> And there we were Sitting at the table And he walks in And he just goes I don't even Wanna know <laughs> Walks over to the liquor cabinet Takes out whatever he had <laughs> And that was it That was one of the worst weeks ever
0: But one of the best stories ever It's a good story It's my favorite story I've actually told that story On your behalf To probably Two dozen people Are you serious? Oh it's the best story of all time I think it's, I mean Going
1: up in the country, you're full of stories too. Not like yours. She'll be coming around the mountain.
0: Oh, that's a pretty good. That's story. That's a good story. Yeah, that's, that's true. a good
1: story. You got a lot of good stories. You have to remember that you're a good storyteller I'll tell too. That,
0: I'll tell that story sometime. Yeah, you have to. That's like,
1: you need to do your own like week where you tell, tell my own some stories. Crazy maybe stories. I'll tell the
0: story. Maybe I'll tell that story for the intro of this show. <laughs> this is a storyteller show. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I mean, you're the storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> You're my favorite story a no. lot of stories <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stories well listen oh my Rob, God. i'm so glad to see you and yeah, i'm so too. glad we got a chance to to catch up a little bit
1: yeah thanks for doing this this and is I, fun I'm... i wasn't expecting this to be like this at all it's no. really fun yeah it's awesome well that's yeah. i wish you lots of luck on this i thanks, think Rob. a lot of people should listen you have lots of fascinating very intelligent friends
0: well i appreciate it and it's great to see you awesome thanks buddy bye